has lived truly a life of service. He first served this country in the military, then as a police officer, and now he might be doing his greatest work of all, serving the country as a traveling minister of wellness. And today he's gonna to tell his story, which is amazing, of a, 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 a tremendous weight loss and health reverse, reversal of a chronic health condition. But he's also gonna discuss whether or not going to church can make you fat. Please welcome to the show, the Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel Jordan. I'm very excited to talk to you and have people hear your story, which is an incredible story. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me, Chef AJ. It's an absolute honor and pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, you look amazing, but you didn't always look this amazing. Am I right? <laughs> right, you're right. Uh, it's been, it has been almost nine years now, but in two, late October 2010, I was 260 pounds, 30% body fat, and uh, 45 inch uh, waist. Uh, are you able to hear me? Perfectly. Okay. And so, I, and I developed uh, high blood pressure. And what really started me on my health journey was in 2010, my father, the late great pastor, Eddie Jordan Jr., he had had his second stroke. And shortly after that, I found out I had high blood pressure. And that's what started it because even at 260, eating triple whoppers with cheese every single day, I still knew in the back of my head that there is some type of relationship between what I seen my father going through and my uncles going through. And I knew at that time, I was like, it's time to lose this weight. I can't stay this big. And, and so what was your first foray into the health arena? Well, my, well, I started, I, I started losing a lot of weight the conventional way, but the problem was is that I was still sick internally. And one day I was a police officer, St. Louis City Police uh, Department, and one day a uh, co-worker, he said, hey, read this book. And it was called Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman. And it changed my life because pretty much in that book, um, Chef, I learned that every single thing I thought about food was a lie. And, and it pissed me off also because I didn't know. Here I am sitting there eating baked tuna, believing that I need it for vegetables. And here it is, a medical doctor saying uh, that, it's, it, that it'll cause cancer. You can get all of your So it was, you know, Seeing that type of information and success stories, I had developed full-blown heart disease. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides. I had a slightly enlarged heart. Uh, reversed all of it within 42 days of eating a nutrient-dense, plant-rich eating style. And uh, that's what sparked me becoming the minister of wellness. And then, of course... Of course, the icing on the cake, what really, what really fueled me to become the Minister of Wellness was in combination with my father passing away from nine strokes, I also found out um, as, a, as a follower and believer in Jesus Christ that the scriptures supports this way of eating and living and that, um, and that people within the faith community are not being adequately educated about this. And that's what really took it to owner. It was one thing to hear from the science and from Dr. Furman, Dr. Michael Greger, uh, Dr. John McDougall, yourself. It was one thing to hear from you all, but then for me to, to uh, come to realization that here I am, a, um, 
you know, growing up in the church and believing that a preacher is supposed to be obese. And if and to find out that that's an absolute lie, and that's what really um, forayed me into being uh, becoming the minister of wellness. You know, I, I listen to so many of your YouTubes, and I'm posting the link to your YouTube channel. But especially the one I love the most, it's called the Twelve Components of Food Addiction, and you really have a great understanding not just of the work of Dr. Joel Furman, but it sounds like you really have a great understanding of the pleasure trap as well. Right. Yes. Yes. Because see. Um, one of the things that I have developed is from studying, um, from studying uh, different holistic uh, health practitioners and from my own struggles with food addiction, I formulated 12 components of food addiction. And you're right, if you listen to my videos, I have a very strong focus on food addiction. The fact that um, the, pretty much food is a recreational drug. That's all the that's all the American diet is. It's a drug binge, and people are using this drug to uh, to to satisfy emotions in life and so forth. And uh, yes, I've I've developed I formulated twelve components of food addiction that I highly recommend that people study and master um, to to uh, to fully understand the full psychological and physiological. Uh, process that goes with trying to break free uh, from food, from food addiction, from what I call the satanic American diet. And the reason why I call it the satanic American diet, because uh, it is absolutely evil for, uh, for them to have high level scientists uh, manipulating people's brains to make it to where they know that even when they come across a force such as myself and you and others in our profession, that they still can't stop eating. You know, Chef AJ, I'm pretty sure you've met people where they can listen to every single one of our videos and they'll still be three, 400 pounds. They'll agree with everything we say and they still can't stop eating what they're addicted to. And they'll be our biggest supporters. Love every video, don't disagree with anything, but because we're dealing with a, a high level of, dare I say, um, sorcery, it's, it just pulls uh, people back back to what they know is destroying them. Yeah, because knowing and doing isn't always the same thing. My brother, I, you know, on his death certificate, it said pancreatic cancer. He died at 60 and he was a medical doctor. He graduated number one at Princeton University, Wow! but he was a food addict. And yes, he had diabetes and heart disease and cancer, but what caused it? He, you right. know, the fact that he was, you know, th over 300 pounds and couldn't stop eating. So I'm very passionate about it. And I, I love when people understand it to the degree you do, because I've heard you even say the black community, they're eating themselves to death and the people in the churches you know you go to the church yeah. I, i've spoken in churches and they're the greatest people the nicest people yeah. but then they have their potlucks and it's like well something's not yeah. clicking here right yeah well the well i call it what i call it uh within the church is snakes oils theology meaning and snakes oils theology meaning that and strictly speaking to those who believe in the scriptures is this idea um that uh, that God does not care about what we eat anymore, uh, especially uh, that that he, that the food and what we should and shouldn't be eating and how we should treat our temples, that that's a, a concept uh, only found in the Old Testament and that all of a sudden when you go to the New Testament, you're free uh, to eat whatever you want to eat as long as you pray over the food. 
and it snakes oil's theology because all we can do if we use common sense, we can see that it hasn't worked because the faith community is the fattest, sickest. And then my specific community, the black faith community, we're far worse. We are the worst by far. It is a known fact that the more a black person goes to church, the fatter and sicker they become. There's been studies documenting this, the, the apathy that exists um, within uh, the church when it comes to what we, how we should be eating. It's, it's really a crime shame. The only, the only denomination within the faith community that has stood strong when it comes to treating our bodies correctly and eating in a manner that induces healing has been the seven day of Venice. Yeah, yeah they're um, the only ones. Cynthia, who's watching live, and I know how you're doing, Cynthia says, as a black Christian, I'm so grateful for this. I'm definitely connecting with him. So that's great. You know, it's like you're combining science and scripture and you have this message of, of hope and healing for people that are willing to listen to it. You, you said something once about how health has to be like your second religion. Yeah, absolutely. Because if, first of all, without your health, you can't do anything. So it's God 1A and then your health is 1B because it doesn't come before, it has to come before your family because most of the time your family and friends are going to be the ones pressuring you to stay on the death train. And you can't be there to take care of your family and friends if you're sick and debilitated. It takes a, listen, if you want to eat the way that we eat, you have to be, and I say this very carefully, in a sense, in this part, you have to be anti-American to eat to live because the American way is that you eat yourself to death. It's just like the, the, the path that I was on being 23 in my 20s with, all, with heart disease and 260 pounds. That's normal. That's the American way. I was supposed to keep going until I dropped dead of a heart attack at 40. You're supposed to be on a bunch of prescription drugs. That's the American way. You're supposed to get fat as you get older. You're supposed to lose your ability to function. And you're supposed to get on them toxic drugs and more and more and more drugs until you die in ICU. That's American. So to, to flip that, you are making a decision that you're going to fight against every single thing um, and every single norm within our culture. So, yes, you're going to have to tack it like a religious fervor. You're going to have to study all of my videos. You're going to have to master food addiction. You're going to have to master uh, different medicines in food. You're going to have to become a complete expert in your health if you want to overcome something that 99% people can't understand let me finish let me say this um just so people can realize why i say that excellent health has to become and if you're not religious at all make your health your religion because let me tell you something in america the government recommends that we consume 25 grams of fiber per day that's the government now according to them only 3% of 330 million people meet that recommendation. But me and you both know, Chef AJ, that it really should be 50 to 100 grams of fiber per day. So you see the problem? We're, we're, talking, about, we're talking about maybe a few hundred thousand people out of 330 million people that eat 50 to 100 grams of fiber every single day. 
I don't want to embarrass you because we just met, but I've got to read the comments. What a cutie, what a hottie, what a wonderful voice, <laughs> fired up and ready to go. I love his passion and truth telling. And my favorite, I would go back to church if he was the minister. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I'm curious, Nathaniel, you you were in the armed forces, you were in the police department, which are considered kind of macho professions. Are you in touch with any of your former colleagues or or the people you know in the armed forces? Because, you know, we, we talk about this and we're going to have a special episode on, on Veterans Day, you know, that, you know, being, it's not manly to eat plants, but you clearly, you, you, you don't seem to be lacking any muscle or anything but with your diet. Right, correct, and and that's something that, um, and I want to get back to powerlifting. I was powerlifting because I wanted to dispel that myth. So I, I do I I abolish a lot of myths, especially when it comes to masculinity and what we should be eating. And I have a video on my YouTube channel called "Real Men Eat Plants," uh, because let me tell you something, men. Uh, let's see how manly you feel when that dairy and that meat swells your prostate up. And you got to bend over for that digital rectal exam. Uh, I bet you won't be feeling quite man. So I always tell uh, the men in the church, if you want to go ahead and do that, you do it. I'll stick to my rabbit food because it ain't <laughs> happening to me. You know, so, <laughs> so, so, but, but I do, I, um, but I tell you, it's nothing manly about, listen, uh, the dairy, first of all, the dairy will swell up your chest and you'll have, you have man uh, boobs. Okay, that's so the dairy, the dairy do that with all the sex hormones, the dairy will reduce your testosterone. Listen, it don't matter how big you can stay, you can eat all that hormone laced chicken and get real big and strong in your 20s and 30s, but it will catch up to you. Um, and, 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 and it will, it will sap all of your strength from you. So it, it is very important to have voices like mine. And, and to answer your question, I do keep in touch when I was on police department. Uh, I did help a, um, a 26 year veteran on the police department and I helped him lose 60 pounds. Uh, he went from 240 to 175 and he returned to the weight he was in the academy. But uh, it is very important for me uh, abolishing uh, to, uh, to abolish those myths uh, that you are supposed to eat a whole bunch of meat and so forth. So usually when, when, a lot, when men see me lifting weights and so forth usually what they'll say is oh well that's because he started off eating a lot of meat <laughs> oh my god so they still don't give me my credit <laughs> yeah oh, you have you have a great laugh and linda who's a very well-known vegan in in sacramento saying that it, you know that thank you for what you're doing because you're you know you're so handsome and smart and your men are the hardest to convince and so you're really going to be able to reach an audience that that you know, whether some, you know, what, what do they care what some skinny white girl's doing, right? You know, but they see some handsome, you know, man that they, they might think twice. But I really, what I really love is that you, you really get the food addiction piece. And I find in the vegan community, it's, it, there's really only a few that really, really believe in it, like Dr. Furman, for example, because a lot of them, they, it's not that they poo poo it, but it's like not their area of focus. And I think without, if it wasn't an addiction, why, why else would people not, be able to do this right yeah it is yeah you have to 91 percent of the battle is understanding what to eat and what not to eat that's only one percent of the battle i have a playlist on my youtube channel the minister of wellness called the power of the g-bombs 
that will explain everything that when it comes to the foundation of what we should be eating. Once you get past that, the rest of it is the addiction. And, um, and especially, and, and it's important to talk about the addiction because uh, unfortunately in our community, the vegan community, one of my concerns is something that I have battled with personally is that now we have the fast food industry is trying to take over veganism and they're creating a lot of highly processed junk vegan foods. And so now we're seeing an epidemic of obese vegans and sick vegans. Um, and it used, it didn't be, it wasn't like that. When you were growing up, uh, if you were a vegan, that meant you were automatically eating plants, whole plants. Now being a vegan for crying out loud, I mean, you could have some uh, frosted flakes and sugary almond milk and a soda on the side. Um, so that is it. So the, the food addiction is real. And the food industry, um, what they've done is that they've sabotaged the vegan movement at this time. And now they're just transferring people's addiction from the meat and the dairy, which is much, much better for the environment. It won't prevent, will not produce. I mean, I will. I mean, of course, you know, being a vegan junk food addict, you're not helping to create viral outbreaks that come from the disgusting uh, wet meat markets and factory farms. Uh, but again, you know, I don't want people uh, transferring their addiction over to where you're 100% vegan, uh, but you're destroying your health in the process. And I appreciate that because I get bashed a lot as, uh, as I became vegan for ethical reasons. For and I was for the first, I mean, I still am, but the first 26 years I was obese. But the people that are just ethical vegans, they say, well, you know, if we talk about that, we're going to make it too hard for people to be vegan. But we're not trying to make it hard for be vegan. We're trying to make it easier for people to actually be healthy and live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and I, and I have a whole playlist called the dark side of veganism. And, um, and I do uh, a lot of vegans are very, very upset when I voice some of my concerns with the impossible burger. Um, and again, I'm not, uh, I'm very clear as you on the ethical reasons, uh, why we should, uh, be vegan. I'm very clear that in the beginning, according to the scriptures, uh, we were given a vegan eating style and that the scriptures also teach that once the, uh, quote unquote, necessary evil of animals slaughtering each other and so forth for food, uh, that one day that won't be anymore, meaning that the wolf will no longer hunt the lamb and snakes won't no longer eat um, other beings. So uh, so the, the nutrient dense plant rich way of eating it, a way of eating, uh, eating in a peaceful manner without bloodshed. Uh, that's how it was in the beginning, and that's how it will be in the end, and that's according to the scripture. So I absolutely, uh, but my message has to be that we need to take care of ourselves uh, first, because if we, as human beings, if we take care of ourselves and eating a whole foods, plant-rich, vegan eating style, then everything else will naturally fall into place. So we don't have to sacrifice human life for the environment and for animal welfare. Why not do all three? Why not eat in a manner to where I'm lean and healthy and fit, we take care of the environment, and then we're taking care of the animals and nature also. Why not get the both of, of all three worlds? And that's what I have to teach. So right now, obviously, we have a pandemic and you can't be traveling. But when there is one, don't you go to different churches and different places to spread? Yes, yes. I was a traveling uh, speaker and I would go to different churches and colleges and so forth. On my YouTube channel, I have a playlist with several of my uh, full-length lectures. I was all over the place, and I was looking forward to 
coming to each city. So since coronavirus, the lockdowns, I have been restricted to my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. I ran off a string of live stream lectures. I have one more left uh, center of Center for Divine Church of Divine Love Church in St. Louis, Missouri, October 31st. I will be doing my final lecture on breast cancer. And that's Saturday, October 31st. I have an email list that people can sign up for. I give recipes Monday through Friday, including Friday desserts. And you can sign up for my email list. Just go to the ministerofwellness.com. A pop-up box will appear. You can enter your email for all upcoming information on, because uh, the event will be live streamed for those who can't make it to St. Louis. So I've been doing both uh, since February, since March. People have been coming to St. Louis to hear me speak or I'll give uh, the private uh, live stream link because I am under heavy censorship. Um, so most of my live streams, you'll need to sign up for the email to hear the lectures. Oh no, who's censoring you? You're not saying anything wrong. Oh, uh, YouTube, yeah, YouTube, they be, they, they on me hard every other day. I wake up and they remove yeah. one of my videos, especially when I go against vaccines. Wow, I didn't realize. So uh, Diane says, have you written any books or are you going to write a book? I do. I have four books. I have uh, my mo my best-selling book is Lose 100 Pounds in 100 Days. Uh, the uh, I helped the client in 2015 lose 100 pounds in 100 days. And that's the full lifestyle plan. It's excellent, especially for the faith community uh, because it's uh, the, the biblical and nutrition lifestyle plan. Uh, that's my bestseller. My second bestseller is Prevent and Reverse All Disease. Uh, my third one is uh, Prevent and Reverse uh, Heart Disease and High Blood Pressure, Prevent and Reverse, uh, reverse Diabetes in 30 Days or Less. And you can find my books at theministerofwellness.com. Minister of, the Minister, the ministerofwellness.com. Nice. I, I, I saw a really cool video that you did with, I guess he was the preacher of a, of a, of a church. Yes. Of your clients. That was really fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder which one, cause I have a few, I had, I've had several pastors to, um, to do reviews, video. I think reviews. it might be on his channel too. Let me see if I can find the name, but it was very good. He was, uh, I, he was, I, okay. I'll, I'll look for it as you keep talking, but it was very, very good. I, I'm going to see if I can find the link to that, but, uh, very good. So have you been able to uh, convince any people recently that this is the best way to or convince or influence the behavior of, of some of the people? Do you work with people privately as well? I do. I coach. Uh, I am a health coach. Uh, so if someone wants me to coach them one-on-one, just call 888-847-8026, 888-847-8026. But I ran off a string of lectures at the church that I was at, uh, Jubilee Community Church, and people enjoy the message. When I would go to church, the, the one thing about this time that I've noticed, Chef, is that uh, the faith community, especially the Black faith community, more now than ever before, were ready to hear the message that the Lord has given me to spread. And it was really an honor to travel around. People are ready because, again, the proof is in the pudding. You can't sit here and tell me that all you have to do is pray over what you're eating. And then uh, God is obligated to make the food nutritious uh, when you're on five different medications, when you're suffering from diabetes, you know, you've suffered a heart attack and stroke, and you've been praying from sun up to sundown for God to heal you. 
and you're about to fall out of the faith. You're about to stop believing because, well, I believe and here I am. Why do I have all these ailments? Why am I so sick? Why is that? And I pray and I read my word. I'm trying to be the best person that I can be for God. What is going on? Well, what's going on is that, again, snakes oil theology, we've been detached from, the, from a critical element in our walk of faith. And that's how we treat the temple in which uh, our creator dwells within us. So, I mean, we, you know, we, you know, we, you know, and then nature, when you talk about nature and the environment, what people have to understand, people look at uh, the book of Leviticus uh, when the, the dietary, uh, the don't eat this and don't eat that. And they get so defensive when you have to understand the mind of the creator that he's trying to protect our health. Listen, I created lobsters and lions and crocodiles for a specific purpose. And I don't want you to eat those animals because you're going to tamper with the circle of life, the delicate, precious circle of life. And by tampering with that circle of life, you'll produce coronavirus pandemics. You'll produce massive earthquakes. You'll produce storm. You'll, you'll cause nature to have to fight back and wipe us off the face of the planet because it's going to find a way to restore that balance. And that's what we're finding right now. It can't keep going like this. We can't keep diving 20 miles into the ocean and sweeping up all the fish so that we can have our fish fries. It's not sustainable. And so that's what the instructions, and I don't even like that word dietary law. I tell people all the time, they're health instructions for our good and the good of our planet. But, you know, pe people just, uh, very because of the power of food addiction and cognitive dissonance, uh, people don't like being told what, what or what not to eat. Was it Rock Newman? The person I'm referring to, the Rock Newman show. Yes. Oh, it was okay. The Rock Newman show. Okay, yeah. Rock Newman's not a preacher. Okay. Well, he just seemed like one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How are you normally met when you go into these churches that are obviously not vegan? Are are, they, are you met with like disgust or uh, or delight? What? How do the people normally uh, accept your message? Well, you know, be because because God has given me a a gift for speaking and I have the, you know, the preacher's demeanor, the preacher's voice and so forth. I'm able to deliver the message in a way that resonates with them. Um, so it's very well received because the obesity rates and the disease rates within the church are, excuse me, are astronomical. So it's, it's, it's no, they enjoy the message. They love it. But applying the message is a whole nother thing applying the message that's what's always difficult is applying the message uh because of the food addiction so it's something that has to be taught over and over you have to have a community i encourage everyone watching to go to facebook and search for i can be healthy i will be healthy i must be healthy and join uh my online facebook community where we're helping each other to get off the death train and again subscribing to my uh, YouTube channel. Um, and then one thing on my channel, just to let everybody know on my channel, on my platforms, I know, you know, you've heard me, you know, state some of the specifics about what I believe in as far as my faith. Uh, but I do not allow uh, any type of theological debating uh, on any of my social media platforms. So whatever uh, 
whatever classification you have given yourself as a person who believes in God, believes in the creator, uh, that's your business. On my channel, uh, I am very strict that we're not gonna sit here and start debating uh, the most controversial subject uh, on the face of this earth. You know, so I just wanted to, so I have a community and I, the sole purpose of our community is to help each other because this is hard. Food addiction is no joke. And I'm coming out with a book. I'll be, I'll be coming out with a book next year called How I Almost Became a Fat Vegan. <laughs> I was one of those. That's neat. Are your books available on Amazon? People are asking. I didn't see them. No, no. Just go to my website, theministerofwellness.com, theministerofwellness.com. Nice. Well, Reverend Al, who's watching, says Nathaniel Jordan walks his talk. And there is a, oh, Mary Ness says, next year, come to the Soul Food Vegan Fest in Baltimore. And Karen says, have you seen the documentary, The Invisible Vegan? I, we, I asked him that right before the show. He hasn't seen it yet, but Jasmine Leva is going to be on the show on the 23rd. But I think you'll like that movie. Okay. I absolutely have to watch that. I absolutely have to watch that. I'll try to make an effort to watch that tonight. Because I used to, I used to binge watch a lot of the uh, videos and documentaries. Unfortunately, with the time restraints, I've been restricted. But I, I used to watch all of them, uh, so I definitely have to watch. Uh, well, I need to watch Game Changers. I still haven't been able to watch that one. Oh yeah, you've got to make the time for that. That yeah, really, I think you'll enjoy both of them. Dina says, "What is the phone number I'm posting for? Is it for daily prayer? It's actually if you want to work with them privately, but that's not a bad idea to have a number that we can call daily to hear hear some inspiration from you." Absolutely. Well, if you want prayer requests, uh, just submit a contact form through my website, theministerofwellness.com theministerofwellness.com. I do honor prayer requests. You can call 888-847-8026, but absolutely, I honor all prayer requests. And I, and I, I always ask people uh, to pray for me as the minister. Well, I don't, I don't say what I'm about to say because I'm trying to pump, my, pump myself up, but I am the only minister of wellness on the face of this planet. I'm the only one. Uh, so I need help and I need prayer uh, and love and support just as I, I'm, it's my job to provide to you all. Nice. Uh, let's see, I just saw another nice comment that just flew by about how awesome you were. And you know, Cynthia wants to know, what do you eat in a day? I bet you eat all the G-bombs. Yep, you already got it. So I just, and I just got done eating my G-bomb. When we got on, I was finishing up uh, my smoothie. And so I had, um, I had a bean, bean chili, throw in some mushroom, I had beans, broccoli, different type of uh, herbs and spices to season, nice big bowl. Then I had a big bowl of uh, green bean dish uh, with tomatoes, uh, chopped almonds, onions, uh, lots of different seasonings. And then I had a antioxidant rich smoothie. Uh, so strict, yeah, strict G-bombs, only eat one meal a day. I eat one meal a day. I'll try to, I'll work out later today, but one meal a day, and take my supplements and I'm, I'm good for the rest of the day. Wow. Wow. One that's, and you don't get hungry after because it's, it's your three hours later. So you ate that meal at about two o'clock. Yeah, I know. No, I don't, I don't. Cause one of the things that we believe as, uh, because my, my classification, I'm whole food, plant rich, vegan. Uh, but then if you want to narrow me down my class, uh, I am a nutritarian. Uh, so what we teach is that the seventh component is toxic hunger, meaning that 
Uh, it is the standard American diet that causes these withdrawal symptoms when you go a few hours without eating. So when you nourish your body after a while, uh, those symptoms that you feel in the stomach and in the head go away so that it allows you to go long periods of time without eating. So true hunger is uh, felt in the mouth and in the throat and is not uncomfortable. So no, no, when I'm eating a strict Nutritarian eating style like this meal, no, I go all the way until the next day and I'm good. I don't, I really have no desire to want to eat um, after I eat a nice nourishing meal like this. When you read the book Eat to Live and changed your diet, was it was it literally overnight or were, were there some struggles initially? No, I, I, I dived right into it. I dived right into it. However, I will state that there were, there were still struggles, especially with giving up the things that I was addicted to. So I tried to hang on to the organic meats and so forth, uh, but it was just my body was rejecting it. After so many years of poisoning myself, I just had to come to the understanding that I can't, I can't, uh, I can't ingest any type of animal whatsoever. I've thoroughly poisoned, been protein poisoned for the rest of my life, and I need to stay away from it. So uh, I am a dive head first type of person. So I did dive in uh, head first, but periods of um, periods of going back or still trying to bring in the addiction and so forth. It's, it's always been uh, that process over the, over the six years that I've, that I've been doing this. So I don't believe in censoring people. So I'm going to ask you the next question. My only concern is, is if, if is this one of the things that YouTube is going to take it? Cause I, this is such a good interview. I don't want your answer to this to make the whole video go away. So people are asking for your take on vaccines. So if you answer that honestly, will they flag this video and remove it? No, they they really they look at because of coronavirus, they have bots assigned. So the bots really look at the title. So since this title has nothing to do with it, me answering a question for a few minutes, they won't look at that. Great. And if they do, I can I can always maybe edit it out. But so a lot of people are saying, so what is your take on vaccines? Well, my take on vaccines is uh, it's it's a it's a long take, so I'm trying to um, come up with some of the highlights. I don't believe that they have. I believe that everything that we've been taught about vaccines is a myth, um, and I have I've been highly influenced by uh, the truth about vaccines that uh, the great Todd Bollinger made, uh, Dale Bigtree, who got kicked off YouTube uh, with the high wire. Um, I've read books and so forth. So I just believe it, this concept that we have to have a syringe full of a bunch of toxic ingredients injected in us for us to get be immune to something that God has that God has given us the ability to be immune from. Um, I, I just can't support that. And then, of course, the ingredients. That's the main thing that I focus on uh, as a preacher is that uh, it is known that um, aborted fetal tissue is used to develop these vaccines. They also abort animals and they use the blood from aborted animals for these vaccines. So uh, that's, a, and of course I'm speaking strictly from my faith perspective, that's an abomination. So I, I cannot, uh, anyone of faith, anyone who believes in God, but whatever title you have, 
who believes in God, who believes in the Bible, whatever title you call yourself, I do not believe for a second that anyone of faith understanding the ingredients in these shots, that if they had full knowledge of these ingredients, I don't believe, uh, I believe that Big Pharma would go bankrupt overnight. I believe there will be massive protesting. Um, and, and that's my job is to get that information out so people are being given informed consent about what's being injected what's being injected into their bodies so i am uh, i am without a shadow of a doubt 100 percent against vaccines but we can gain uh natural immunity from how we eat and how we live in vaccines uh we have been we've been living on this planet but depending on your belief system from thousands to millions of years and as long as we obey the laws of nature, the laws that God has created, uh, we can achieve natural immunity. Great, thank you. Pam says, for those of us who are members of black churches, what hey, can- Hey, can you keep it down, please? Oh, <laughs> so Pam says, for those of us who are members of black churches, what can we do to advance the cause of health? Yeah, so the, the best way to advance the cause of health is, first of all, be a living example. If you're a part of a church and you're very concerned about the faith community as I am, be a living example. Share my videos. My whole ministry as the minister of wellness, I absolutely, again, I am the son of a preacher who ate himself to death. The late great pastor, Eddie Jordan Jr., he died from nine strokes at age 66 because this man believed that he could eat a plate full of steaks and as long as he blessed it in Jesus' name, that Jesus would make the food healthy to his body. And it tortured him and it destroyed his life. And I'm on a mission to save as many people as possible uh, from that. So show them my videos. The Minister of Wellness where uh, I have a video called, uh, it's called Biblical Health Sermon for the Church of Jesus Christ. But you don't have to be a, you know, a, a, a believer in Jesus Christ if you're I mean, I have people from all walks of life that follow my videos. So uh, the but biblical health sermon for the church of Jesus Christ. I also have biblical principles to overcoming food addiction. That's an important video to share. Uh, so share my full leaf lectures. They'll love it. Uh, especially the, the more the more religious someone is. If you're dealing with somebody that's very, very uh, religious, that's the perfect audience to share my videos to have them watch one of my health sermons. Um, so then be a living example, be a living example, share with them the messages. And then of course, uh, may perhaps and, and get on my email list. So you can share with them recipes. Uh, remember Saturday, October 31st, I'm doing a live stream event on breast cancer at Center for Divine Love Church in St. Louis, Missouri for anybody who wants to come and view that in person. So, so those are some tips to um, to help uh, to to help change uh, within, especially the faith community. Did you influence any immediate family members? I know you couldn't help your dad, but do you have a mom or siblings or kids or a wife that are on board? My mother, she was one of my success stories. Uh, but to keep my mother from you know, because again, I am a vegan for ethical reasons. Also like you, I introduced my mother to all the different um, uh, vegan restaurants that serve, you know, the vegan donuts and vegan cinnamon rolls and so forth. 
Uh, but she had she had lost a lot of weight when she was a strict nutritarian. Uh, but I got her on because I am. Uh, so you know, so she kind of she goes too much on the path of the uh, the the vegan processed food at times. But she is one of my. Uh, then at one time I helped my uh, wife lose a tremendous amount of weight and reverse high blood pressure. Uh, then of course my sons, uh, they're being small, so they've been raised uh, eating this way. Uh, and it's very important women that you eat correctly even before you decide to get children because uh, my son came out with health conditions that we're still battling to this day. So it's very important to understand that prenatal care for the sake of your child, it actually starts before uh, before conception. That is so true. Yep. So people are saying, do you feel the same way about the flu shot as you do the vaccines? Yes. Yeah. The flu shot. The flu shot has the worst ingredients, and even the CDC tells you that it's only twenty two percent effective. And effective just means I don't even even a definition of effective. It I guess to them effective means that. Uh, I get. I believe the Cochrane Institute showed that for every 70 children you give the flu shot, you prevent one flu. But at what cost? You damage millions and millions of people to be protected against a respiratory illness that comes from strengthening your immune system. Uh, then the flu shot definitely contains several strains of aborted human tissue, uh, the, uh, the aborted cow blood called, I mean, it, it's... It's ridiculous. You just go to the cdc.gov and you look at the list of the vaccine ingredients, um, and it's absolutely horrendous. I, I tell you, and I believe, and I know those shots played a role in my youngest son's health and my other son. Um, and I just thank God that they didn't destroy uh, destroy my health. You know, when it comes to changing one's diet, do you think the resistance is the is giving up the animal products specifically, or more, it's the sugar, fat, and salt? I think it's both. I think it's a combination. Everybody struggles because I post videos and I piss people off from all walks of life. So, you know, if I post a video saying don't eat fried chicken, people get mad. If I post a video telling people that the way that we make apple pie, for instance, is not healthy because of the sugar. I'm not saying we can't eat apple pie, but people get mad either way. If I, again, if I talk about um, how we need to, we, we can't just turn into junk, full-blown junk food vegans, then I get, I get attacked from the vegan community when I talk about that. So, uh, you know, it, so people, when people are addicted to something, it is, it just depends on who's watching the video and so forth. People are always going to get upset. So that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's a combination of meat, the salt, the sugar, and the oils. I believe it's a combination. Well, you, you don't seem to be to, like, too sensitive about it if people don't like what you say, which, I, which is, like, is a quality that John McDougall has, which I love because I, I, I'm kind of man. I mean, I wish I could be more like you. I am privately, but when it really comes down to it, it's like I I back off. But you 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 don't, and I love that about you. Yeah, I, I, I again, I I credit a lot of that to my father. He was a hellfire brimstone preacher. So my father was one of them old school pre. I have a couple of his sermons too for anybody uh, who want to listen to where the loins from where I come from. Uh, my father, he was one of them old school preachers where you, you know, if you weren't uh, following the dictates 
of our faith, you know, you probably didn't want to show up that Sunday and hear him preach. <laughs> so that's he probably because he gonna say something to you. So you know, he was very, very, very conservative. Um, the pastor that did his funeral, he described my father as a ultra conservative. Uh, you know, so you know, so I and we don't have time to play games. You know, we're in a pandemic, we're in a crisis. I'm here to give you what you want, and then also. Here's another thing, Chef AJ. Um, I've been commissioned by God himself to do this. That's why if you Google the minister of wellness, there's only one face that's going to show up, my face. So this is a God-ordained assignment. And he has told me, he has given me clear instructions that if I dare at any time to water down the truth that he has given me, and then someone listens to me, and because I was too afraid to tell the truth, they suffer as a result. When if I had stood firm, it could have saved them. Their blood will be on my hands. So I always give people a disclaimer before I speak. Your blood will not be on my hands. So I'm going to give you the truth because when I speak, I'm talking to the person that's been a diabetic for 20 years on 50 different medications. And so I have to talk to that person without regards for anybody else that's watching, because as long as that one person takes the information and they reverse and get off all their medications, then I've done my God-given duty. I know. I just feel I just feel like saying amen and hallelujah. People are, like Ann are saying, thank you for this gentleman. He's awesome. And I'm in agreement. People are saying you should run for president. And I just love you. You have just such a great sounding voice that I could listen to you just talk about anything. Are there different faiths within the Christian community that are maybe more or easier or harder to convince? Or are they all just kind of so caught in the pleasure trap that a lot of them just don't want to hear your message? Well, the seven day Adventist stands head and shoulders. So I give it to them. Most of them are at least vegetarian. But as you know, uh, dairy is just liquid meat. So it makes no sense that you don't eat the flesh from the cow, but you drink the pus-filled, sugar-filled milk from the cow. I, that doesn't make sense. And then cheese is just, um, it's just so, you know, so that's the downfall of the seven days. So they are the ones who have been teaching this meth, meth, uh, message but over the years, they've they've watered it down. Um, oh, they've watered down that message. So they have. And then usually also when people find out that I don't eat uh, pork and so forth, they will first, they will ask me, well, are you a Muslim? Uh, so the Islamic faith, they're another ones where uh, they have had more of a stringent stance, at least when it comes to the certain animals that we should or should not be eating. But what I always tell people is that's just a, a foundational understanding. You have to go far beyond uh, just one chapter in one book to understand the full the fullness of how we should be eating, especially when you're talking about 2020. But one thing that people get mad at me about when I tell them is that you can't eat fish no more. And people don't understand that, especially people who believe in the Bible like I do. Well, why can't we eat fish when Jesus fed the multitude? Yeah, but that was 2,000 years ago. See, common sense has to kick in. You know, you can't look at something where people did 2,000 years ago and apply it to a time where, as you know, even Wi-Fi can cause cancer. Oh, my. And I'm on it all day. Yeah, right, me too. <laughs> so, so 
Angela, this is an interesting question because she says, how many days does it, does it take to get rid of the food addiction? I think it's going to take more than a few days. I've heard Dr. Frank Sabatino say for every year you've been in addiction, you need at least a month of recovery. Wow. Maybe it's a year or something like that. It, it takes more than a few days, hon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have the, the fourth component of food addiction is spontaneous recovery. So me, I tell people that you have to fight for the rest of your life, that we're going to have to, we're going to be fighting for the rest of our lives. I don't believe Chef AJ, that there will ever be a date and time in my life where I would not love the taste of pancakes uh, with a whole bottle of syrup slathered over. You know, it's so it's a the fight is every day. There are some things, there are many things that I will never, never, never eat again. But because of technology now, as you know, you can you can recreate all of your old favorite foods and make it vegan now. I mean, I can go to Chicago and gain 20 pounds in a week because, you know, they have soul food vegan restaurants now. They have deep dish vegan restaurants now. Uh, you can get French fries. You can get, I mean, you can get anything. So, um, so no, you have to fight. I'll be fighting this battle for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life, I have to stay vigilant. And that's why it's important to have people in your life that can help you and support you. And that's why... Uh, outside of just nutrition, I'm a big proponent of not being in toxic relationships with people because who you're around each and every day, they can keep you down. Um, you know, so, you know, you have to have people in your life that can help take you to the next level. And I thank God that I've, you know, finally, you know, recently I've been able to, uh, you know, he sent angels in my life that can help me to take it to the next level. That's interesting. You know, I'm so thankful that I became a healthy vegan before, you know, Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat and Gardein and Daya came out because if I had tasted those things, I probably would have liked them. And now I don't, I don't know what they taste like and I probably never will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've never had, I've never done the Impossible Burger. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got, when I saw the bleeding, um, I was, you know, I got, I shied away. Uh, but I have I have tried the Beyond Meat burgers and they are extremely addicting. Wow. Well, the thing is, I didn't like meat when I ate it, so I'm not really drawn to that. It's it's more of the desserty type things that that I would worry about. But I I just stay away. Abstinence abstinence is bliss. That's my motto. This is an this is a good question from Susan. She says, "What do you think it is about you that made you such a quick convert after reading one book? Many people are exposed to similar." information, but never change. So like you read a book and the next day, boom, that doesn't happen a lot of times. Well, I was losing all my uncles, all my uncles. It was, it was my grandmother, my grandfather and their four sons. My father was the oldest. My grandmother died, uh, breast cancer, Alzheimer's disease. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's. Uh, he probably had prostate cancer. Also, my father had nine strokes. The brother underneath him had strokes, died of massive heart attack. The brother underneath him died of long-term diabetic heart attack. And then the youngest, he was in a nursing home for several years. That's my family history. So I don't have, I don't, I don't have the, I can't afford to not be vigilant. So my family's getting wiped out. They call it the Jordan curse. And then I already was developed in the midst of all of this death. Here I am checking my blood pressure and it stays to hypertension already. So that's why I just, I, I can't, when, once I learned 
that it's a direct connection between what we eat and the destruction of my family, the absolute destruction of my family that sealed the deal for me. Nice. Pam is saying, would you come back for a cooking demo? I don't know. Do you cook, Nathaniel? No, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is so funny. Angela would like to know your views on alcohol. Uh, well, we teach about alcohol from the, and again, this will be from a nutritarian perspective, is that the alcohol, because of the chemicals and the toxins that they put in the alcohol, that even a glass a day is being shown to increase breast cancer risk in women. And, um, and so we don't recommend it at all. We recommend letting go of alcohol completely. Again, that's from a nutritarian perspective. Yeah, and it's it's not it's especially if somebody's struggling with weight, it's very very calorically dense. All it is is sugar. It's just liquid sugar. It just gets processed in the body as sugar, and then that's going to excite the pancreas. The pancreas will excrete insulin, and then the insulin will fuel. Uh, the insulin will will fuel uh, body fat and so forth. Nice. Uh, uh, this is uh, Javier saying, is barley okay to eat on a plant-based diet? As long as you can have gluten, it's a whole grain. So sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing wrong with, uh, nothing wrong with barley. Just make sure it's organic because they adding glyphosate to the grains now. So now we have to be careful of that. So a lot of times people of faith say, well, but it's in my religion. I have to have the sacrament and eat the wafer and eat, even if it will trigger their food addiction. And I think don't, don't religions have a little bit of an out for people with medical conditions? Well, they should. We, we should, we have to apply common sense and the scriptures speak about wisdom and using common sense and using discretion and precaution. Uh, God knows our heart. We shouldn't let. Oops. You went away for a second. Yeah. There, there you go. Okay. So we, you know, so uh, what we can't do, I'm sorry. Stayed up the whole time. Now I want to. <laughs> we got another documentary recommendation from you from Caroline. It's called A Prayer for Compassion Connects Our Treatment with Animals Faith. Caroline, is that on uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime? have not seen that yet. I know it's Victoria Moran's film. So yeah, you were talking about um, what, like, like do people, can they opt out of the Holy Sacrament of the wafer and the wine if eating something like that is going to trigger their food addiction? Right. And I was saying that uh, we have to use, um, uh, it has to be a level of, um, of common sense and wisdom and discretion. What I'm saying is that God knows our hearts. Uh, so we can't let, um, so it, it shouldn't be uh, some type of it shouldn't, we shouldn't be so trapped into uh, traditions to where uh, we would call someone's health to fail. Uh, so that's not of the most high and I would never support that. I would never support um, the fact that God will be uh, demanding us to do something that could possibly harm our health. Uh, in the end, he knows our hearts and that that's what matters is the intention uh, of the heart. So we, you, you know, I, I don't agree. Just like um, there are some positions uh, within some of the leaders in the faith community that even with vaccines that, well, if it's loaded with, uh, if they're using, since they're using aborted fetal tissue, get the shot anyway. And then the person that produced the vaccine with the aborted fetal tissue, they'll go to hell and God won't judge you. Well, I think that's, abs I think that's a coward way out. And I would never ever tell somebody to knowingly inject themselves with something for what? 
just so that you can be immune from a virus that God has already given us the ability to be immune from naturally. I absolutely don't agree uh, with that stance and shame on anybody uh, who's a leader over a congregation that's sitting there knowing what they're doing, what they're putting in these vaccines and you're gonna tell people to get them shots anyway. Wow, you said you're gonna go exercise after this. So you eat your one meal and then you do your workout and what do you do for a workout? Cause usually I exercise in the morning or I don't do it. Yeah, so I try to, I try to work out in the morning. Also, like I said, I've been, uh, I've actually, um, I've actually re lost a, a quite a bit of the, you know, the vegan junk food, uh, weight that I had, uh, picked up. So I haven't been, I I've been kind of doing lighter workouts to enable me to, to eat lighter, uh, to induce weight loss. So I'll probably later this evening, I have a heavy bag and my sons, I've gotten them addicted to boxing. So, um, so I'll probably hit the bag, uh, lift weights or so forth. Um, so I'll, um, I'll, um, yeah, that's the workouts that I'll do. If not, go for a run. It's beautiful out here uh, in St. Louis today. So I don't know. I might have the energy to put on my running shoes and go for a jog. How old are your kids? Uh, eight and six. And do they like eating plant-based? Yeah, well, well, I mean, they're used to it. And they understand who I am. They know who I am. They listen to my sermons. You know, they try to mimic me. You know, they I brought, I brought them suits and stuff. So I'm very... Uh, it's very important to me uh, as a father that I, uh, I believe in affirming my sons and validating my sons. Uh, so that's something that I'm really big on. Being me, myself, growing up, uh, having a rare opportunity as a black man to grow up in a uh, family where my, both my biological parents were married for 40 years until my father died. Uh, so that's very important for me. Fatherhood is very important to me. So uh, so my sons, they do. Yeah, they wear their little suits. They practice their speeches. They know who I am. Uh, they want to make videos like me so I can put on YouTube. Uh, so for, for now, now, when they get older, is it a guarantee that they won't try to veer off and try uh, the dark side? You know, I don't know. But uh, uh, but as of now, you know, if you ask them questions uh, or if they see you eating something you're not supposed to be eating, they probably going to come up and say something to you. Nice. Angela says, how do people get through the early period of food addiction without caving in and experiencing withdrawal symptoms? You probably will experience withdrawal because when you're on a drug and you go off the drug, that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go through a period of withdrawal. Yeah. You're going to go through a period of withdrawal. Um, you know, it's just, that's called the, uh, the withdrawal period. That's the second and third, that's the third component of food addiction, the extinction burst. And extinction burst means that the cravings will get real bad, but you just have to suffer through and you have to stick with it. And then eventually it will pass. But there's a period of time to change. Whenever we're seeking to improve our lives and to achieve anything worth achieving, uh, worthwhile achieving in life is going to take hard work uh, and effort to achieve it. Yeah. Joy says he has no fear of man, true faithful man. Well, how could he have fear? He's, he was a Marine and a police officer. That should tell you that he has no fear. My goodness. <laughs> and Dina says your wife must be remarkable like you too. Well, I'm sure he is. She, I mean, not he, I mean, I'm sure he would marry somebody that's awesome. Right. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, uh, she's a, a holistic practitioner. So she's great. And, um, and we work as a team. 
That's so great. Well, thank you so much for the work you do and getting into the places that you get because you're the really the perfect person for the message of the, where you're delivering it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And again, I'm excited, connected. Anybody watching again, the Minister of Wellness, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Minister of Wellness. And just as you've seen me on here, just understand when you listen to my videos, uh, this is the straightforward approach that I that I give. I welcome all to join the community, regardless of, of your specific uh, belief system. I welcome all to help us get off the death train. I have a full online store. I have 20 different of my own herbal extracts for a variety of different issues, books, DVDs, disease reversal packages, the minister of wellness.com. And just remember my number is 888-847-8026-888-847-8026. Yeah. And what I want to say, and I should have said, said this sooner, not everybody is of faith, of any faith. And when, when I watch your YouTube videos, it's not like you, you, you can be of any faith or no faith, especially the food addiction series. It's just, you're giving yeah. information and Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I have people from uh, from all over who just appreciate the straightforward, the straightforward truth and information. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do not sugarcoat it. <laughs> no, ma'am. That's what makes me the minister of wellness. I, yeah. I give the heart, the heart truth. My slogan used to be uh, darker than what it is now. So I've tried to lighten up in some areas. It's empowerment principle, but my slogan used to be exposing genocide by the food and death care industry. That's what my slogan used to be. But somebody told me, it was like, well, come on, minister. Well, he's going to scare too many people. So, you know, just lighten it up. And so now I say empowerment principles uh, to eradicate disease. Right. Well, thank you so much for your work. And thank you everyone for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back in two hours when I'll have another wonderful guest. We'll switch gears and we're going to be talking about comedy. We're going to show you how everybody can be funny. Thank you so much for your passion, Minister of Wellness. Thank you. Thank you, Chef AJ.